Welcome to the Spa Hive. I'm Julie Pinky, your host for today's show. In the Spa Hive, we are dishing up killer industry buzz, tactical business insights, and grassroots inspiration. I promise our conversations will always be real, raw, honest, and sometimes messy with experts from across the globe meant to show you how to find your own joy, your own divine purpose, and the power of your spirit animal. In the Spa Hive, I can help you have it all, the business and life of your dreams. Join me on this wild ride. Welcome back. Today, I want to start to dive deeper into some of your spa operations. Recently, I was talking to a spa owner who just expanded her business. I reviewed her financials and we had the opportunity to do a 10-hour contract to see if I could help navigate this journey as a spa owner. So she's been in business for about a year and a half. And when she first opened the doors, she was just performing services herself. Since then, she's added a few team members. By adding a few team members, it has started to cause stress and struggle in her business. And so, I wanted to talk about today, if we're starting a new business and we're starting it from scratch with no financial help whatsoever, how do we know when the right time is to add staff members? And if we are starting a business with financial backing, How do we know the right staff members to add? And if we've been in business for a bit, could be a year, two years, five years, 10 years, how do we know when is the right time to either add more staff, add more treatment rooms, or expand our business? because they're all very similar answers. So for me, when we're creating and growing our business, it's really important to have step one, a business plan. And what does this business plan look like? It doesn't matter if you're applying for funding or not. It doesn't matter if you've been in business for 10, 15 years. Every business needs a business plan. And every year you should evaluate your business plan to see what has changed. What are some things that you've achieved that you didn't expect to achieve? What are some things that have manifested for you that wasn't in your business plan and you didn't originally plan 
but it's really working out and you need to edit that plan. So step one is to create a business plan. If, if you don't have a business plan right now for your business, you need to create one. And if you need help, drop me an email attached to this webinar. I will give you a business plan template. So it's an outline on the specific sections and what needs to go in each section of your business plan. If you need more help than that, shoot me an email or drop me a message. Let me know how I can help you create, evaluate, or help you modify your business plan. So step one, when you finish this podcast, pull out your business plan. If you don't have a business plan, create your business plan. Step two, make sure that you have monthly financials. So as part of your original business plan, you should have projections. And every year, I want you to get out that P&L in October. So now is the time. It's almost too late, but that's okay. We have to start somewhere. Every year, I want you to pull out your financials. I want you to pull out that original budget that you did for your business. So when you're starting a new business, you should have at least an 18 month projected P&L. This is going to help you make decisions, whether you should hire a new staff member, whether you should add that new service type, whether it's time to add another treatment room or expand your business, your business plan and your financials are your treasure map, your roadmap to success. So I want you to look at your financials if you have them. If you don't do this regularly, I want you to sit down and I want you, I'm assuming that you have an accountant I want you to look at year-to-date, have your accountant print out year-to-date your P&L. And I want you to look at all the buckets. Then, attached to this podcast, I'm going to give you just a generic P&L that you can modify and change with your own information how much you pay your providers, how many providers that you have, how many hours that you're open. You also can very very easily go to our spa health calculator. I'll attach a link as well because this podcast 
could be the most important podcast that you've listened to this year. Because if you're not doing these things, you should not be expanding your business. And if you're not doing these things, you need to get them done before we get into 2024. Because I want you to have a rock solid foundation going into 2024 so that you can achieve and help your team, if you have a team, achieve all desired goals. So I want you to get out this PNL. So if you're a new business, if you've been in business for a year, under 18 months, because I believe that you should have an original 18 month projected PNL. I want you to look back at it and I want you to see how you're doing. How are you doing with your payroll? How are you doing with your credit card expenses? You know, your credit card fees. How are you doing managing your expenses? And how are you doing with achieving your top line revenue, your treatment revenue and your retail revenue? If you've projected year one, your top line revenue is going to be $170,000 with your bottom line revenue. So that means at the end, after all your expenses, what you take home of $60,000, it's year one, right? We have a lot of startup expenses. But if your actual is negative $60,000, we have got a problem. And we need to address it sooner than later. We need to dissect this PL, dissect our financials, and see where we're spending more money that we did not predict that we would spend. So, step two, tip two, I want you to get out your financials. And going into 2024, if you don't do this, I want you to do it now. I want you to write your goals for 2024. So I want it to be so granular. How many services of each kind are you going to do per month? Then broken down per week, then broken down per day, all broken down per employee. What's your cost per service for every single one of those services? And what should your profit be of every single one of those services? Now, unfortunately, if you're working with accountants, which I see time and time again, that do not understand the spa and salon business, they're gonna say to you, Your payroll is 50% of your expenses, and this is a bad thing. Unfortunately, this is reality in our industry. I consider myself really successful 
if I can get your payroll expenses down to about 45%. Really successful. Because that's our number one expense. Whoa. I know, scary, right? So if you have an account that says that to you, either find another accountant or ask that accountant to do some research and studying about the spa and salon business. Day spa, med spa, salon, it's all the same. Your number one expense is going to be payroll. Let me say it again, your number one expense your biggest financial burden is going to be your payroll. And if you cannot afford it, then that means it is not time to add another staff member. So that's what you're going to do. You have your step one. You're going to pull out that business plan. If you haven't done one, you're going to write one and you're going to evaluate it every single year at this time for the next year. Step two, you're going to pull out your financials. You're going to do a hard financial review. You're going to make sure that all of your expenses are categorized properly. Everything looks correct. What comes from your mind body, your booker, your Vagaro, and is exported out into your QuickBooks, 100% matches. And then you're going to add in your expenses. And make sure that all of your buckets make sense, that you understand them, that you know to the 10 cents what is going in every single bucket. Because this will help you be able to be a master of your spa, a master of your future, a master of your financials. And those of us that are masters of our financials, that understand where every dollar is going, become magnets to more money. That's a separate episode. Step three, you need to break down, if you have staff members, If you're going to have staff members, how much each is contributing to your overall goal? So this is going to give you the opportunity to understand nail techs are never going to contribute as much as massage therapists or estheticians to your overall goal. Massage therapists, nine times out of 10 will contribute more to your overall goal if 
hold on, every episode comes back to this. If your estheticians are not selling the right amount of retail, they've got to be selling home care. A service is not a completed service. You have not offered your guests what they came for if you do not offer them home care. If you're not offering them a solution to whatever problems it is that they're coming in to see you for. Again, you know, I could talk about retail forever and I could dedicate every episode in a month to retail. But I'm only going to say that today because we're talking about how do we know when we need to add more staff, more rooms, expand our spa. So we're going to look to see where the money is coming from. Who's generating the most money? Where our expectations are. My expectation is that everyone is selling retail. Everyone is recommending home care. Because I come to you for a reason. I am stressed. I am overworked. I can't sleep at night. I have acne. I am aging. I am going through menopause. I am pregnant. I am postpartum. Like, what are the reasons that people come to you and come to your spa? I have had an injury. I'm going through divorce. I just got married. What are the things? We take those things. We take the things that we learn about our guests and we use them as breadcrumbs to be able to offer them the solutions that they need to improve their lives. Because after all, isn't that what we're in the business for? I am in the business as a consultant because I want to help you improve your life, improve your business, improve your overall satisfaction as an entrepreneur or leader in our industry. But even deeper than that, I want to give you the tools to be able to improve the lives of every person that walks through your door. I know, as cliche as it sounds, this starts with home care. So I want you to evaluate. What are your expectations for your team? When you're bringing them in, when you're onboarding them, when you're going through your employee handbook and your SOPs, What are your expectations of them? Is your expectation for them to just come in, do their services and leave because you're not communicating your expectations clearly? Do you have an SOP? Do you have an employee handbook? If not, drop me a line, send me an email 
shoot me a message, let me help you. Again, this is creating the basic foundation of your success. And if you want to hire employees, if you want to grow a business in that way, you have to have your solid foundation straight before you bring anyone into that. Otherwise, you will have chaos at some point. It will come back to you in a way that doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good for the employee. It doesn't feel good for you. And now you have to start over or start again with someone else. So what are you doing for onboarding? Because setting your employees up for success through onboarding is the most important thing that you can do for yourself and do for them. So when you're hiring them, you're having the conversations. Actually, when you're interviewing them, you're having the conversations. So what does that conversation look like? Definitely search online. Um, One of our past episodes is about my favorite interview questions. And I give you a list of my favorite interview questions. But during our interview, it's a get to know you phase, right? It's a dating period. It's when you go out on your first date. And you're looking for the signs, right? You're looking for the signs of if this employee is going to be successful with you or not. And in that conversation, when I interview someone, they never leave the interview wondering anything. They know what the job looks like what we expect them to wear, how we expect them to dress, how we expect them to present themselves. They know how much they're going to make. They know on average how many services they're probably going to do. They know every expectation. They know the training that they're going to receive. They know the hours of operation. They know the benefits that are offered or not offered. They know what their goals are. As a full-time employee in a new business, I expect you to grow your clientele to no less than four services a day. And I'm going to help you do it, and this is how I'm going to help you. I expect you to recommend home care to every guest that you see. And our expectation, our goal for you is to sell no less than 20% treatment to retail. So that means for every $100 service, someone should be closing a sale of at least $20. I mean, think about it. Nothing costs $20. 
So if they sell an $80 product, they're ahead of the game. They sold enough for the day. Now, my ultimate goal is that you're selling 50% retail to service. But we have to start somewhere. And not everybody is comfortable with recommending retail. Not everyone is comfortable with recommending home care. And that goes to a training that I do, which is, I hear this often, I'm a healer, not a seller. But if you're a healer and your staff are made up of healers, they are selling themselves and their clients short by not offering home care for them. Because you have the key. You have the key to wellness, the key to longevity, key to solving your clients' problems. And if you can hand them that key, and it's going to help improve their life. They're going to buy it every single time. I can guarantee it. I 100% guarantee it. I know that if I perform a service or if I'm in a spa working with a spa owner and I have the keys to the concerns of the guests, if I look at the intake form, if the esthetician tells me this guest's primary concern, I can sell a retail product every single time. And that's because I believe in home care. I believe in extending your service to home because I know it is Factual that that is the number one way to create loyalty, client retention, and raving fans is getting into their life, their lifestyle, building a relationship and a bond of trust that's going to improve their life. I know I said that this was not about home care and retail sales, but this is part of what you need to know because if your team are not reaching their goals, if you are not setting goals for them, and if you are setting goals for them and there are team members not achieving these goals, you need to train, you need to coach, you need to counsel, you need to give them every opportunity to be successful. But if they are not, you are not running a nonprofit. You are running a strategic business that's changing lives. And so then it's time to take a look at if this particular employee is right for your business. So all of this comes out of our business plan. All of this comes out of our 18 month financials. 
So every year about this time, when you're prepping for the next year, you're dissecting all of these things. And it is going to become as clear as the nose on your face if you need to be adding more staff because you can't accommodate more services. If you need to add more treatment rooms, if you need to expand your business. And my rule of thumb is that when your productivity rate is hit as a total spa, 80%. So that means quick math, you're open 100 hours, you're booked 80 of them. That's always kind of my magic formula of when we need to add more people, more rooms, or think of ways to expand our business. If it's not a possibility right now to add more rooms or expand our business, physically, then what services can we add that do not require an additional employee? And what are ways that we can look at increasing our revenue next year? One idea is enhancements. Are you offering enhancements to every guest that walks through the door? I had a client recently say, well, we charge a high amount. I charge $100 for a massage when my competitors are charging 85 because it encompasses everything. I'm not going to nickel and dime them. So I don't offer enhancements. It just automatically includes it. Whatever they need, I give them. I 100% understand that philosophy, but I work with clients that are charging $185 for a 50 minute massage. I work with clients that are charging $205 for a 60 minute massage with no enhancement. You're worth it. Remember, we go back to our value our money mindset. We'll talk about that on another episode, but I want you to always remember that you're worth the extra $5 or $10 that you're charging over your competitors. So an enhancement, how can you enhance their service? Are you charging the same for a Swedish massage as a deep tissue massage? Please tell me you're not. Because when you're working deep and you're offered enhanced services, I want you to be charging at least $25 more per service. If you're offering extras, a foot scrub, CBD, bamboo, salt stones, warm stones, 
sound healing, Reiki. What are the things, all the things that you can add as enhancements? An eye treatment, a scalp treatment, enhanced scalp massage. I mean, I could spend all day thinking of enhancements because I love it. I love creating services and I love showing you ways to enhance your services and your profitability. So I want you to look at these things. Let's just say you're booked. Everyone that you have could be you and one other person, could be just you, could be 25 people. But on average, your spa is booked 80% of the time. And you don't know how you could add more revenue. Look at enhancements is one way. As you're growing your business, remember the business plan, remember our financials, where are we gonna start? Because also remember, payroll is our biggest expense. So how are you going to pay them? And how many staff members do you need to start? If you have five treatment rooms, it's a good rule of thumb to start with five practitioners. Not all full-time. Some might already have a clientele. That's your holy grail. Look for those ones. They don't all need to be full-time. They need to be flexible. So you have a conversation about their availability, their flexibility, that you're a new business, that you're going to grow this business, that they are the founding business partners, that together you are going to create the most premier destination in your area. But we all have to be on that rowboat, rowing in the same direction. So you need people that understand that. As an experienced business, if you have five treatment rooms, likely you're gonna need 10 employees because it's unrealistic to think that your one employee is gonna work from 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. in their treatment room. So you'll have two shifts. Maybe you have more than two shifts. Sometimes we might need to break outside our norm and offer mother's hours or evening shifts. So you might have that one person that wants to work five days a week. They could do seven treatments a day plus a break, no problem. But then you have the other person that says, I can work three days a week and I can work four to seven. Well, that's perfect because if you have the one person starting at 8 a.m., 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 1, 2, they can work realistically 8 to 2, maybe 3 with a break. Then you have mom coming in from 3 to 7 or a break in the room and she's coming from 4 to 7. Don't handicap yourself 
by thinking that your employees have to fit into your mold because you're never going to fit that round peg into the square hole. So think, how can we be successful together? So knowing your numbers, knowing where you're going, knowing your goals is going to be your roadmap to success to knowing if it's time to add another staff member, if it's time to add another treatment room, maybe you have a closet, maybe you have a storeroom that you can convert into a waxing service or an infrared sauna room or a touchless therapy room. So it could be a meditation pod or a nap pod or a dry float bed. What are ways that you can increase your revenue by expanding your business and knowing when is the right time? I hope this helped. I hope that you know your numbers and I hope you have a really clear roadmap to your success. And if you feel that you're stumbling, if you feel uncertain, or if you feel not as confident as you'd like, remember, my first call is always free. So set up a call with me. Let's talk this through. Let me see how I can help you in an hour. More than that, join our Spa Hive VIP. Super affordable. You get quarterly one-to-one coaching. You get monthly mastermind calls with me where I do hot seat coaching, as well as with other spa owners that are in your position and doing what you do and have done what you do over and over and over again. Because remember, we're stronger together And we're stronger, better educated, better informed, and with a strong foundation. Thanks for joining today. I look forward to seeing you next time. If I've piqued your interest even just a little bit about the Spa Hive, good news. You can learn more over at our free Facebook community. That's right. Head on over to Facebook, search Spa Hive Professional Community, and join me, my Spa Hive board, and over 400 other spa, hospitality, and wellness professionals there. The community is always free, chocked full of tips, tricks, and educational content to serve you. Look forward to seeing you there.